This is Don't Fear Grit with Rob Taormina. Marketing strategies and advertising technologies to help you build a better business. What's up, everyone? It is so awesome, actually, to be back here in the studio uh, filming and recording another episode of Don't Fear Grit. Um, everyone's favorite show on all of the interweb. Uh, I'm your host, Rob Termina, and uh, you know, as you guys know, the primary subject of everything we discuss always points back to hard work, right? Don't fear grit. And uh, most of our audience and most of the conversations we have are people with, you know, in the entrepreneurship sort of circle. Uh, but everything that we discuss can also be beneficial uh, to kids and the families and other environments as well. Um, hence today's topic, uh, which is what are experiences that all kids before they are 12 should in fact experience. Now, this is a very personal topic for me, and I know it's going to hit home for a lot of people as well, uh, but it's personal for me because I actually recently had kids just turn 12. I've got triplets, and just a few days ago, all three obviously just turned uh, 12. So, a big milestone in our family. I've got like the circus in my family with these triplets. It's awesome. We always make a big splash. I always sort of joke around with people and I say, you know, we make every room a cr- more crowded when when we when the Taraminas walk in, right? Because of uh, us and the and, you know the, the triplets. Um, but we've got an awesome life and we've been able to experience a ton. And so what I did was in preparation for today's show, I actually also um, did a bunch of research online. I talked to some psychologists, child psychologists, sociologists, um, therapists, uh, other doctors like pediatricians, uh, other people that service um, the different various youth communities as well. And to just sort of arm myself with, you know, what are these uh, experiences that kids should, um, in fact, uh, be um, exposed to? And so I created this top 10 list based on my experiences again in these um conversations that I had, but I also want to say a little disclaimer here. It's not an exclusive list, right? So this is so what kids should experience is not limited to just what we're going to discuss here. In fact, I had a hard time limiting it to just 10. I mean, I did it for the sake of the show, right? I can't talk forever. Uh, but there really is a laundry list of things that could experience. And at the end of the day, what we learn is it's important for what? Kids to experience things. So important. We're going to learn a lot more about that. You're going to hear that over and over. You know, they, you know, repetition is going to be an indication of what we should be learning, right? And and we're going to repeat that a lot. It's so important that kids experience a lot, right? So we're going to get into it in a second, but I do want to show you um, my triplets, right? This is just a few moments. Now, for those that are just listening, you're not going to be able to see this, so find the show on YouTube or somewhere else, right, where we're showing uh, Don't Fear Grit. But uh, for those of you who are, are watching the show right now, uh, yeah, this, these are my triplets just a few minutes after they were born in the hospital. Quick, funny little story is the nurse said, hey, let, give me your camera. I'll take a picture for you. And I've had this massive uh, smile on, right? You know, in, in the modeling world, they say smizing, right? Um, she could definitely tell I was smiling. And she was like, remove your mask so we can all see your massive smile. And that's what I did. I pulled down my mask, as you can uh, see right there. And uh, those are my triplets. Those are my triplets just moments after they were born. And fast forward, you know, all these years later, and now they just uh, turned uh, 12, which is so crazy to think of, you know. It's so it's such incredible, you know, uh, experiences my kids have had, uh, lots of, you know, amazing moments, lots of sad moments and struggling moments. And, right, life is not, you know, all rainbows and butterflies, right? But life brings with it lots 
lots of challenges and there's been a lot of challenging moments as well, but it's important that we learn from them, right? That's what's that's what's key there. Um, so let's let's sort of rip right into it here. Uh, that's going to be our list. Now, as you can see uh, from that, we've got a countdown. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to try, I'm going to do my best people, right? Uh, I'm going to do my best to stick to my countdown here and we're going to go through this entire list here uh, and give myself maybe two minutes per per topic. Um, and let's just start the countdown right now. The first one that you guys already saw. Um, again, this is if you're watching it. If you're listening, our first topic, the first, in fact, experience that all kids should, in fact, uh, experience before they're age 12, sports. Okay? Um, what I want to clarify here. Now... I know people are going to argue, well, not all kids are athletes. Not all kids are necessarily going to be skilled and gifted in the area of sports. And uh, that's not the argument here. That's not the discussion that we're having. I still believe that all kids, regardless of skill level, should be involved in sports before the age of 12. Number one, because it's before the age of 12, it's less competitive, so they are going to be able to compete and participate. Number two, the things that you learn from being involved in sports is actually not the sport itself. I I sit on the board of a local youth organization, and something that I've shared with parents kids themselves, other members of the uh, youth organization is the sports. That's the vehicle that we are using to be able to teach kids valuable lessons that they're going to that's going to stick with them for the rest of their life. That's what sports are. They're a vehicle for us to teach kids things like discipline, how to play well with others, how to win and lose. That's just so important. We always talk about winning, 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 right? How about teaching kids how to lose? Because that's reality. More on that a little bit later on, because that's another thing that, 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 uh, one of our, our things that made the top 10 list, right? Um, but I think it's so important for all kids, regardless of skill level, to be involved with sports. So don't prevent or not allow your kid to be involved with sports because you think, ah, he's not coordinated. Oh, he's not not skilled. He's not athletic. It doesn't matter. But when they're not 12, when they're zero to 12, that's your child's opportunity to still play. Because you know what? Here's a fact. They will age out. They will one day skill, I call it skilling out where maybe they won't be able to be able to keep up and compete because the other skill levels of the other kids, they're progressing a lot faster. But you know what? They don't have to be. They don't have to be an incredible athlete, right, for their entire life. That's not necessarily the goal. But because sports do present amazing opportunities for your kids to experience amazing things with other children and learn amazing things as well, give that as an opportunity for them because they will be better for it. I'm going to shift. Uh, for those of you who are watching, I'm going to actually shift the, the timer up here. Let's reset it. Our next topic um, not, uh, is uh, play an instrument. I really believe that all kids should play an instrument. Now, before you get ahead of me and say, well, not all parents can afford it, there are programs and other um, uh, opportunities available for parents who maybe can't afford it to still get an instrument for their child. School districts uh, offer uh, instruments. There are other orga- local organizations, businesses that offer instruments and they you know what maybe not for free as far as the other uh, businesses but they have rental programs that are very very affordable but there's also also places like secondhand places you can go on craigslist you can go on facebook marketplace and there are always people giving away instruments or selling them for a, a crazy crazy discount here's the thing 
we care about our kids, right? And we care about them developing and learning and becoming the best versions of themselves that they possibly can be. Playing an instrument unlocks parts of their brain that's gonna enable them to be better problem solvers. That's so important. And that's just one. I don't have time to go into all of them, but playing an instrument is really, it's healthy for for brain development, right? If you are a gym rat and you like to exercise, you know that it's important for you to eat right and exercise well, right? To be physically uh, healthy. Well, the, the mind needs uh, things as well. There are things that you could do to your mind or you can give to your mind to help your mind develop right? And uh, playing an instrument is definitely one of those things. I highly recommend all parents invest in their children in learning in, and encouraging them to learning an instrument. And I'll take it a step further, not just any instrument. I think all kids should start foundationally with piano. And then once they learn piano as the foundation for music, then they can uh, sort of branch out. But again, I think it's super important that all kids uh, learn how to play an instrument. Uh, next on our list, I think that all kids um, should learn a secondary language. Obviously, I'm not talking about their primary language here. Uh, I'm talking about uh, a secondary language. Um, it's science. We know this. There's millions and millions of case studies to prove it. Um, it's much easier for kids to learn multiple languages than it is to learn multiple languages when you are an adult. Um, you know, so let's take advantage of those wonderful learning years, which is the earlier years uh, for for kids, and give them uh, give them an opportunity to, to learn a language. Now, you yourself might only know one language, right? But today, technology, lots of content, YouTube is chalk full of amazing tutorials that you can play for your kids that'll help them to learn another language. There's a ton of movies and TV shows, kids TV shows that are in other languages with like, for example, English subtitles that'll help them in learning that language. I highly recommend, even if it's just putting it on in the in the background or being more intentional, do it as a family. Now, this is one thing I tried to do with my kids. We didn't do a great job, and that's why, like now that they're like they're twelve, you know, we're really gonna be buckling down and investing this year into learning a second language. But we we brought in uh, tutors when they were kids to help teach them Italian. I would put on. We got various uh, shows that they loved, and we got them in Italian. And I think what what was. Um, made it harder for them is that their parents weren't as invested in learning. And that was shame on us. And that's a big difference that we're going to be making in our family is do it as a family, learn a second language, you know, just similar, very similar to piano where piano unlocks different areas of our mind. Like for example, um, increasing our ability to problem solve language does that as well. It unlocks parts of our mind that's going to enable us to be really successful because we could do things like problem solve quick. Now, if you're in, in the entrepreneurial world, you know the ability to problem solve fast um, is critical. And if you can problem solve fast, though, that's a, uh, a skill, a common skill of highly successful leaders in the in the world. Uh, the next topic here is volunteering. Now, I'm going to say something that I didn't necessarily say to start this off. Now, there are uh, you know, things on this list that you're going to think, all right, that's obvious. I definitely would have put that on my list as well. And there's going to be some other things on this list that you're like, 
it makes you think a little bit. And there might be even things on the in the list you're like, oh, no way. And you, you're going to need me to like really sort of convince you, right? Volunteering is probably one of those things where you, it wouldn't have made a lot of people's list, but I think it's going to make you think about this. Now, volunteering, when you bring your kids to places to volunteer, it's not about them. It's about others. Right there, that statement right there, you probably know where I'm going with this and can understand the value in having your children volunteer because teaching kids empathy and sympathy and kindness by way of uh, volunteering is incredible. You know, they are, there are lessons that you can learn from volunteering that you just can't teach at home. There are certain lessons that you need to teach your kids that can only be taught through experiencing it. And, and I think... Uh, volunteering is one of those things, and uh, I highly recommend as a family, you regularly coming together. Now, regularly could be just maybe once a year. That's fine. That could be regular, right? You know, maybe it's something that you do right after Thanksgiving, the first week in uh, in December, or you pick a day. It doesn't, it doesn't matter, right? But I, I think that that teaching moment for your children will go a really long way um, because I think kindness, empathy, sympathy, um, understanding, you know, having some humility, being, uh, you know, having a, a humble experience, um, I think um, is great. And I think all children need to experience this because life is not always about me, right? It is about others, you know, life is the journey. It's meant to be a, life is, is a companion life, right? That's how this was designed to be. Companionship is part of life. It's not meant to be, it's not designed to be done uh, alone. And I think we need to understand others. We need to understand how others positions, what other people are going through, what other people's needs are. It's, and teach kids that it's not always just about them and what they get, but maybe it's about others and what we can give and, and and volunteering is one of those amazing things. Again, you just can't teach it at home. It's just something that they've got to experience on their own. Uh, next, travel. Now, traveling is huge for my my wife and I. It is so important that we travel. Now, and I before you are sort of rip into me with some of these obnoxious comments, um I, I when I say travel, I don't mean you're getting on a plane every single week and 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 flying off to some country all over the place all the time. You don't that doesn't that's not necessarily what we mean. Traveling could be as simple as if you've got the means to just get on a bicycle and go on a bike ride with your kids, go somewhere else. Take them away from the comfort of the four walls where they see what they see every single day and let them experience life. It could be you know getting them putting them in the car with your family and going to the beach going camping or if you have the resources and you have the ability maybe maybe be a little bit more ambitious get in the car and take a ride to another state and just experience something and you know what that yes if you do have the means to get on a plane and go places do it traveling for kids is so important because it'll culture them because there's more to life just in the four walls of their bedroom and again that's one of those things you can't just teach them at home you got to show them and allow them to experience it on their own uh next up on our list this is another big one for me build something i think that it you know, being able to build something with your own hands, being creative to see something, envision something, and then actually see it come to fruition by doing it yourself and earning that, that reward of actually, I did this. It's a lost art and 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 it's sort of a lost uh, 
focused passion. And I think it's so important that when you teach your kids to build something early. Now, remember earlier we were talking about sports that I take the position that especially early on, zero to 12 years old, all kids should be in sports regardless of skill level. When it comes to building something, I'm not saying that they should have to build something that is even functional, right? But be realistic, set proper expectations. Sometimes building something is just the act of building it with you that's important. But give them a tool. Don't be afraid to give them a hammer and nail. Show them how to use it. Show them how to create something out of nothing. And you're gonna hear this a few times. You've already heard it from me a few times as well. Unlocking certain parts of the brain can only be done through experiences. Unlocking certain parts of the brain to aid in development can only be done through creativity. Creativity is, oh my God, such a powerful, powerful tool to have. You can teach your kids to be creative by teaching them to build something from nothing. Let's get into our next topic here. Next topic. Man, this one might surprise a few people, but I think everyone for the most part is gonna agree agree with this. I think all kids prior to becoming 12 need to experience disappointments. We need to be honest about life. Life is going to throw disappointment our way. Number one, it's how we handle those disappointments that's really going to define who we are. And number two, disappointments are not bad, right? There are healthy disappointments and sometimes we need to be disappointed because number one, we weren't meant to do that one thing. We're meant to do something else. We need to teach our kids how to handle disappointment properly and in a manageable um, environment. And you can do that prior to 12. Now, once they are past 12, handling disappointments is gonna get a lot harder. Think about relationship disappointments. Think about now not making that sports team disappointment. Now it's after school, maybe after college, not getting that first job that you wanted, that disappointment. We can prepare them for those moments early on with these manageable, healthy disappointment opportunities. I looked at them as opportunities, and I think disappointments are great. There are bad ones, don't get me wrong. Not all disappointments are good, but there are healthy disappointments, and I think all kids need to experience healthy dis- uh, disappointments in an in- controlled environment where you can guide them. You can guide them because I'll add, actually add one more thing to this. If you teach them how to handle those situations and prepare them when they're young, you, get, you might be able to even prevent disappointments in the future. Um, all right, next on our list here, um, start a fire. Now, I'm not saying to teach them to be pyromaniacs, right? <laughs> right? No, I am simply saying um, I think it's really important that kids learn to do things with their hands. Uh, I do, and I am or like building something. I think that teaching kids how to build a fire number one is a valuable skill set for all my fellow doomsday preppers out there, right? Um, uh, but I think that moment that you get to have with your child. I'm just speaking from experience as my dad with my kids. I teach them how to make a fire. I go, I take it a little bit maybe too far. I teach them how to make fires with various materials. 
We have fire making competitions. Like when we we went, uh, it was like two years ago. We went up to Maine and and I got a, a house on a lake. It was amazing. And I literally brought a bunch of different materials and I said we're going to have a fire making competition. And I've done this before, and I gave them different materials and we had different awards for various you know parts of it. Uh, but I taught them how to make a fire, the type of wood, the size of wood, how, how to make a fire if you've got flint and steel, how to make a flyer if you uh, a fire if you only have a flashlight. Like we do this together because number one, it's you're creating a lasting memory with your kid, and that right there is worth it. But number two, you're teaching them a fun skill set that you know maybe you're teaching them to be outdoorsy, and you know what, you know appreciating nature via these moments. Again, it's not something that you can teach just locked in a room within the four walls of their bedroom or, or your house. You got to get outside. You got to let the wind blow through the hair. You got to allow them to get a little dirty. And in this case, I'll get, let them make a fire. You're teaching them yourself in a controlled environment how to respect it, how to be safe. You don't, you don't want these moments to create to be created for them where you're not around to prepare them how to handle it, right? Because that's how disasters happen. But when they're younger, you get to teach them the right way of doing things. And I think building a fire is an awesome, an awesome thing to do uh, with uh, with your kids. Uh, the next thing, keep something alive. Oh, my goodness. Now, this is hard for a lot of people. Now, I'm not saying everyone has to get a pet. You know, maybe you are in an apartment or a house or wherever you are. You're not allowed to have a pet. And that's fine, right? Then get a plant. Get you know, but I think it's important for kids to have the responsibility to keep something other than themselves alive. Because when they're kids, it's the job and the responsibility of the parent. They do everything, and the kids just get to enjoy the life that the parents are creating for them. But you get to give them a little perspective. Remember in a manageable environment, a controllable environment. And I think giving the kids a responsibility to keep something alive is something that they'll learn a lot from later on, right? We don't want them when they later on, when they get married and they start their own family and, and the first time that they have to keep something alive is when they are having a child, right? Could you imagine? No, no, no. Let's start early with maybe a fish or a plant. <laughs> let's, let's see if they can keep that alive and, and use that as a great uh, teaching moment for them. Uh, and uh, let's see here. Last on our list is pray. And you, we've heard this before. Many, many people, you've heard it on TV. You've heard it from your family. You've heard the phrase, faith, family, friends, right? And it's something that's preached to us from many, many different types of cultures and backgrounds and communities, faith, family, friends. Well, I think you should, we should take it a step further and to clarify what that means. And I think that you should teach your kids how to pray. It's easy. It can be done. You could do it all the time and you get amazing, amazing benefits from it. I think um, teaching your kids to pray is teaching them confidence as well, is to teaching them a wonderful, that self-confidence, which I think that our culture and our, our communities right now is lacking in. I'm, I, can, I can't tell you how many kids I see that lack confidence, that are struggling with insecurities. And I think that there's a, a number of really great benefits to teaching your kids how to pray. And I think one of them is teaching them to be secure in themselves and confident in themselves and not ashamed of who they are and what they believe them. Teach them 
to pray, and you can teach them to pray by you setting the example by praying yourself. Now, this is our this was the sort of the top 10 list. And like I said earlier, it is definitely not a comprehensive list. There is a laundry list of things that kids should be experiencing prior to turning 12. I just couldn't fit them all into one show. Maybe I could do a follow-up one day. But other things that uh, were, uh, you know, so we'll say um, consideration for our top 10 is teaching kids how to cook. You know, you could teach kids how to, you know, uh, you know, make macaroni and cheese and peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. You can start simple, but I think teaching them how to cook is is great, and I think all kids should do it. Let them, you know what, the, the, the kitchen's going to become a mess. It is what it is. You know, my wife taught me that lesson because I remember when my kids were little, we've got pictures and videos of them of even when they were like two years old, and my wife handing over the spatula with a bowl of stuff, and the kids going to town and it going everywhere. She helped me to understand the importance of those moments. The mess doesn't matter. It's what we're teaching them that matters. And she, you know what? I got to give her credit. She was absolutely right. So um, teaching them that how to cook, giving them chores. Don't shy away from giving your children chores. I think it gives it them an understanding of earning things in life. We're entitled to nothing. We deserve nothing in this world, and I think it's important that we teach our kids that they need to earn things in life. It's not going to just be given to them, nor do they deserve anything to be given to them. They have to earn it. So there's a lot of other things on this list. I'm sure you guys have a lot of other things that probably would have made your list as well. I'd love to hear it. So regardless of where you are hearing or watching this, definitely send us a message, or if you're watching this, for example, on YouTube, go ahead, comment. What else should have been on this list of things that all kids prior to turning 12 should experience? Because I think we need to share uh, this information a lot more. And I think collectively as, as a community, we can make more of a difference if we share this information. What are the things that you learned as a kid that has stuck with you? What are the things that you taught your own children that you've seen made a big difference in their life? I think there's something amazing here. And ultimately, like I've said many, many, many times in many, many other shows as well, as well if this discussion does nothing other than inspire you to think more about it, I think we did our job. So guys, thanks again for tuning in to Don't Fear Grit. I am Rob Taramina, and I love these conversations. I welcome you guys to subscribe. Help us out. Let's grow this community. Definitely share this with uh, people that you feel would benefit from this conversation, and we'll see you next time, guys, on, uh, on Don't Fear Grit. Take care.